Hey friends, welcome to the Robin Graham show. I'm so grateful you're joining me for another episode where we dive into entrepreneurship, faith, mental health, and so much more. I'm your host, Robin Graham, a brand strategist, business coach, and mentor. Join me every week to learn how mindset, strategy, and action combined will produce the results you were dreaming of. Discover your purpose and follow your God-led callings, values, visions, and passions to create a personal brand and strong foundation for long-term success. The sky is the limit when we spend time with like-minded people. Through interviews and solo episodes, we'll be diving into inspiring stories, life and business journeys of failure and success, and the strategies and tools used along the way. Ready to learn? Grab your cup of coffee, the car keys, or the dog's leash, and let's dive in to this episode. Prevalence of anxiety increased by over 25% since the onset of COVID, and the highest increase has been seen in youth and women. Maybe you or someone you know struggle with anxiety. It's highly likely. Or maybe you or your child suffers from unexplained stomach pain, headaches, lack of sleep, irritability, excessive fear of trying new things, or an inability to focus. But doctors can't find anything physically wrong with you or your child. These could be signs of anxiety. I have experienced all of those things throughout my life, and that is why I wrote You, Me, and Anxiety, Take Action Over Anxiety to Enjoy Being You. I wasted a lot of years not living life to the fullest because of anxiety and fear, and I don't want you or your teen to have to live that way. You, Me, and Anxiety is part memoir and part self-help. I break the book out into chapters on anxiety, fear, worry, anger, shame, forgiveness, trust, values, relationships, comparison, hope, self-discipline, and much more. Someone recently described You, Me, and Anxiety as the handbook everyone needs to navigate anxiety and live a joyful and purposeful life. You, Me, and Anxiety is a quick read and includes activities so that you can discover triggers for anxiety and learn and apply my five C's of journaling method so that you can take action over anxiety to live a joyful and purposeful life. The teen book is for girls 13 and over. I recommend the parent book for young women over 20 and for parents, of course. And the journal is an added bonus so that you can take action immediately as you read the book. Learn more, purchase the book at www.youmeandanxiety.com. Hi friends. I am here today with a very special guest and we are going to talk all about money. I know, I know it's one of those things. It's a tricky subject and back, I guess it was between Christmas and New Year's. I aired an episode with Judy Weber and we talked about how I guess money mindset is what I'm going to say, but money mindset as a Christian entrepreneur and how it's not money that is the root of all evil, but the love of money that is, could be the root of all evil that could take us down the wrong path to focus on the wrong priorities and things like that. We're not going to necessarily talk about money mindset today, but we're going to talk about money mindset in the respects of collecting the money that is owed to you. We're going to talk about processes and we're going to talk about knowing the back end of your business so that you can make sure that you are being paid for the services that you're providing, whether you're paid today or you have to collect those payments on the back end. So without further ado, Dee Bowden, welcome to the Robin Graham show. 
Hey, good afternoon, Robin, and thank you so very much. Happy Thursday. I'm honored to be here. I'm so excited to have this conversation. We, it's so funny. It's kind of like if your listeners could have could have, could have joined us before we went live, they'd be like, oh my gosh, those two are hilarious. We actually are. <laughs> <laughs> we did have quite the conversation, and this happens so often where the the conversation is really meaty. It's really um, like really good before we start the show, and then. I guess, you know, it's always my hope that it just keeps getting better while we continue the conversation. So today was no exception to that. But Dee, I would love for you to tell the listeners a little bit about you and how you got to become this extraordinary collections agent. (laughs) Wow, that's huge. That's quite a compliment. First of all, thank you so much, Robin. It's a pleasure to be here. So who am I? I am Dee Bowden. I'm originally from Boston. I now live in the great state of Maryland. Three fun facts about me. I love Ferris wheels, smooth jazz, and great wines, both red and white. How I got here, it, as y'all know, is always a story. Everybody's like, well, and I say it this way, though, what had happened was, was this. So about 15 years ago, I used to work for a small IT company outside of Boston, where I'm from. You know how it is when you get hired. They always say, welcome aboard. Here's your cubicle or here's your office. Here's your box. And I don't know. They got. I always jokingly say they got this little plant. So anyway, I get hired in this small company. We're talking less than 100 people. The, the comptroller says, hey, can I see you for a second? Sure. Come into her office. And she says, hi, you're going to be part of a collections team and we've got an issue. And I'm like, what kind of issue? She says, oh, we have eight million dollars in outstanding collections. I'm like you have what? She's like, yeah, we've been selling to all these different companies and all these things and we've run into a snag. We can't get paid and we need you to do what you do, which is collect money. I said, OK, so as Robin knows. I'm a believer. So I literally took my my list of accounts and I went to God and we had a conversation kind of went like this. Hey, God. Yes, D. How are you? Overall, God, I am fantastic. But your word says you have not because you ask not. And he says, if anybody lacks wisdom, come ask you. So I'm literally asking you, God, for a clue. Well, what am I supposed to do to collect eight million dollars? So I got quiet. And what came up out of my, my quiet time with God was this, is that business to business collections, whether you are a solopreneur an entrepreneur, a small business, medium or large, is four things. Actually, it's problem solving, it's customer service, it's relationship building, and the most, to me, the most important part is gratitude. And the gratitude is to thank the people who help you solve the problem to get paid. So back to the story. I get my clues, I go back to my cubicle, and I'm like, wow, problem solving, customer service, gratitude. And I gotta get on the phone and start talking to people. <clears throat> so I start making my phone calls, and then out of $8 million, $6 million got collected in 60 days. But one of the lessons I can share right now is that in one phone call, $2 million was resolved by doing problem solving, which was, hi, I'm D from such and such company. May I speak to the person accounts payable, please? Sure. Calling on behalf of this account, want to know what's going on. And they say, oh, we changed our billing systems. So here's a tip. Companies change billing systems all the time. It's like going from Microsoft Excel to using QuickBooks. But if you're not informed of that, you wouldn't know. So in this case, doing problem solving and customer service and, and, and gratitude, one phone call recovered $2 million. So I recovered six in 60 days. Now, most people are like, oh my gosh, Steve, that's amazing. And it is. But here's the thing that happened that got me to this journey. The CEO of the company says, listen, we need to have a chat. Now, if you've, if you've ever worked for a company, if you've, ever, if you've ever been laid off or downsized or any of those things, you know, that is not like the best feeling. So what? So we got surprised. And told, we're told, we've made an executive decision. We're closing the company and letting all y'all go two months before Christmas. Now, 
I'm a person of faith. I'm not going to sit here and pretend like it was just, oh, I'm just fine with this. I was not. I had a lot of emotions. I had a whole lot of emotions. And it took me a minute to process all that and then to learn that that was part of the, you know, building, you know, strength and and character and and faith in God that because I was one of his kids, he's going to provide for me in the future and I had to believe that, but in that moment, mm-mm, I was upset. I don't lie, I was really upset because <laughs> I had collected a lot of money and I'm like are y'all serious? They're like, you're letting all of us go? Like, yeah, all y'all are gone. The company's gone. You can't even find the company today. And then I, what I, what came out of that was part of how I learned to bring my faith to work was that even though that happened and the company closed and we, you know, everybody lost their job, I still had to believe that God had better for me, that basically he had beauty for my ashes and I would get the beauty when I gave up the ashes. I love that. And look where you are today. You have your own business. I do. And so people are hiring you. Companies like what you worked for before are now hiring you to go in and do those collections for them. Yeah, go in and do the collections for them. But not only that, but it's also teaching their teams how to do this better. So one of of the companies I worked with years ago was another IT company. I happen to love IT. There's something about them. They're just fun and magical to me. So I worked with them and they actually had, they had a team of collectors and they had five. And so, you know, the CFO was as asking the questions of why aren't they meeting their numbers? And I realized, I said, oh, well, part of why they're not meeting their numbers is because you're just giving them their accounts. You never ask them, do you understand like what industry you're working with? Do you talk to them about the importance of building relationships? Have you taught them anything else about problem solving versus just dialing for dollars? So one of the people, one of the five, his accounts were with the government. I, I work with government agencies all the time. So he gets given a list of accounts that are with the government. And he's like, D, I don't understand any of this. And I said, okay. So we, we did what was called a collections roundtable. Go get your favorite coffee, your tea, your bagel, your donut, whatever. Come sit with me. Let's pull up these accounts and let's talk. And that was the difference maker. When you talked about my four keys, which is problem solving, customer service, relationship building, and gratitude, the relationship was to build with him was to build up his confidence that even though he didn't understand how to collect from the federal government or the government agencies at that time, that if we spent time together, I would teach him how to do problem solving, how to do customer service, how to build, build relationship with the people who, who have to figure out where the invoices are. And then the last part is to say thank you. And he was like, are you serious? I said, well, how about we do it together and watch this? <laughs> and so the rest is history. But those are the things that I got from God. And it's been a part of the journey. I don't want to make it sound like it's always been you know, super easy. It has not. But it's been one of those things that whenever you've had a life-changing experience that kind of jars you, like what happened to me with that company jarred me. But what I didn't know then, which I know now, is that God was using that to set me up to, one, to create a business, two, write a book, three, be sensitive to entrepreneurs who are new in the journey and teach them how to set up their system so they don't end up like that small business that went out of business. And fast forward to all the company, a lot of the companies that closed, you know, in the past two years because of COVID. And yeah. so my concern and my drive, my passion is if we can teach you how to set up your systems and how to, you know, like the, my book says, collect the cash. The sale is not complete until the money's in the bank, but you must collect it first. But you also have to be get, get really good with just as you're really good with asking for the business in the sales piece, you have to be just as good, I think personally better, and being able to collect your cash. 
Absolutely. So let's talk about that. That's a great segue as far as the entrepreneurial journey goes and setting up those processes. So what do you recommend? Where do people start? And you have an example of this in the book that I just loved. And I think everyone can relate to because it's something that we use every single day and we're all familiar with this process, but that was the smartphone. So do you want to walk through that example or do you have other another way that you would like to describe setting up that process? Well, sure. I'll, thanks, Robin. So one of, one of the things in that, so what Robin is, is uh, referring to is in, in my book, Collect the Cash, I talk about the sales process and it's kind of like this. So once again, here's another story. So <laughs> you know how it goes. If you, I'll say it this way, if you're team iPhone or team Android, it doesn't matter. All of us have cell phones. We do our lives on cell phone. It's almost like if you don't have your cell phone, you're like deep breath because you're like in panic mode because you're like, man, my whole life is in that phone. I got to find my phone. So this is what I teach you about setting up systems. So I'll use a cell phone as an example because this is something everybody can relate to. Like I said, whether you're team iPhone or team Android, it doesn't matter. When you go into the go into the, the, phone, the phone store, it's usually like this. Hey, welcome to such and such store. Uh, oh, hey, D, nice, nice to see you today. Happy whatever day it is. What are you here for today or how can I help you? First thing they do is they ask you for your driver's license today because they, now because of so many things going on, they got to confirm who you are. That's the first thing that happens. Then they sit you down. They want to confirm you are who you are. They'll, they'll look at your account and they'll say, oh, did you know you're eligible for an upgrade? And you're like, no, nah, I only just came in because, you know, I'm trying to do something, something on my phone. It's not working. And then the person says, oh, you're eligible for an upgrade. So the sales process, which is step one of this process, the sales process starts before you even know it. Next, you know, you're like, well, it's a new year. I could use a new phone. And then he or she will tell you, why don't you walk around the store and see what, what which phone you like and all the gadgets and all the things. Next thing you know, you're like, well, if I upgrade. Uh, settle the difference between the old phone and the new phone. I can get a new phone. All right, boom. So you, you, it's the sales process already started. Next thing you know, you're so step two, you're into a new contract because everything with, with our with our cell phones is a is a contractual agreement. It tells you the type of phone you have, terms and conditions, what it you know whether you you bought it outright or whether you I call it old school. You pay you're paying it on layaway, all additional things. So you have sales, then you have contract, then you have what's called order fulfillment. On the back of the of back of the box is a barcode. When they sell it to you, they scan that information into a, into a database, which populates all the information about the phone, the price, etc. Then this order fulfillment. So there's somebody that's going through in the back saying, okay, we had 10 phones. Now we only have nine and they're mocking it off. So you already had a sale. You already have a new contract. You already have order fulfillment, order entry. And then there's this thing called accounts payable. Hey, uh, Robin, when would you like your invoice from the company? You pick whatever date it is between the 1st and the 31st. The person sits there and types in your date, your invoice date. That's accounts payable. The company bills you every single month for you using their service. That's accounts payable. Then accounts receivable is that you pay them. You get the bill and your bill is due and either you have it set up on electronic payments or you walk into the store, you pay it. However you do it, the point is you pay the bill or as I jokingly say, they have this magical little button that will disconnect your services if you keep playing with them and not pay for the services. But what I just described to you is that's what happens as an entrepreneur, as a small business or medium or large. There is a sale, there is a contract, this order fulfillment, whether it's a product or a service. Then there's the, the deliverables. When are you supposed to deliver that product or service? Invoicing, which is accounts payable. You're billing them or they're billing you. Accounts receivable is basically, yes, you're collecting on your payments for the product or service you provided. And I joke and talk about the services being disconnected. The goal is that you. I never want to see another business go out of business because you don't understand how this works and that you don't track how many customers you have, how many invoices are due, you know, today, this week, next week, et cetera. And the cell phone 
is something, like I said, everybody can follow this because they're like, oh my gosh, dear, I never heard it told like that. But everybody has had that experience with their cell phone. And then, of course, I forgot to add the fun part is that when you elevate, you know, when you add your new phone, then now you've got, you know, ear, you know, the, the special, uh, was it the earbuds or the AirPods, AirPods. <laughs> AirPods, and you've got the watch and you've got the 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 cordless charger and all the other gadgets. <laughs> the point is they accessorize your phone that you can do your entire life through your phone. But here's the thing. You don't get to do any of that unless you go through what I said, which is the sale, the contract, order entry, order fulfillment, invoicing, and receivables. That's what yeah, happens. Absolutely. Okay. So that just brought me to a couple of questions. One sure. is, do you have do you have a system or program like QuickBooks or another type of program that you recommend people use for their invoicing and accounts receivable? Well, I can't endorse, you know, QuickBooks, but I'll say this. I think you need to figure out which system works for you. Like personally, I'm old school. I like Excel. I, I love, I still like Excel. So I'm doing everything through Excel. But if that doesn't work for you, I'll say this. You either use Excel, uh, use QuickBooks. Another thing you could do is that you can ask your, if you have an accountant, ask him or her, do they have a, a bookkeeper that can work with you to set up the systems? Because some of this, you, you need somebody else who that's their gift is to help you set that up. So yeah, that would yeah. Be, that's what I recommend. Yeah. And I don't have an affiliate link or anything like that to QuickBooks, but that is <laughs> but a- that is what I use is, is QuickBooks. But, and that's what my bookkeeper actually set me up on. And I have to say that having a system in place like that, and I'm sure there are other ones out there. Right. I'm just not familiar with them. Me either. But I will say that you know, as a solopreneur, that is a lifesaver for me because I can set the invoice up. You can set recurring payments up and mm-hmm. you have all of your reports then at either right. the end of the month, the quarter or the year, which is fabulous when you have to do taxes, which brings me to my next question is, do you have recommendations for people accepting payments versus accepting only full payment upfront? Well, I'll say this old school. I, I I firmly believe this. Ideally, when you get your contract and you set up your payment terms, ideally, yes, you want to you want to be paid in full. But like most things, some people may not have all the money up front. There's nothing wrong with setting it up so you have a deposit up front, and then you can say, you know, in 30 days, I'm going to get I'm going to invoice you for this amount. 30 days the next next amount, and 30 days the next month. Do it all the time. It works perfectly. Now the thing is, that's part of the relationship building. Is that when you when people trust you to do. Well, we, you know, we, I call it, it's like, they call it, you know, payment plan. It's old school layaway. That's what we used to do back in the day. You make a deposit and you go into the store and you make your payment. And then here's the thing. If, if you're old enough to remember layaway, you never left the store until, you, until everything was paid in full. It was, it was, it wasn't a hard system. It really wasn't hard. I mean, that's how, that's how it works. So in this case, if you cannot get all your payments up front, number one, get a deposit. Number two, have everything outlined in writing. Number three, Set up your set up your recurring payments that you're billing that you're going to bill them on the first or the fifteenth or the last day of the month and and make sure that the the bills go out on time and that they come in on time. And if a payment is missed, before you panic, get on the phone. I'll say it this way: everything cannot be solved in 144 characters. Sometimes you actually have to talk to people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that is true. That is very true. And I think that you know when you talk about the systems to make this as easy as possible automate as much of it as you possibly can. And from the contract perspective, you know, digital signing, and then the emails for the welcome email, the invoicing, all of that stuff set up as much as you can electronically and automatic, 
like automated so that you don't have to go through additional hoops, like invoicing every single month. If you can set that up to go automatically, that saves you a ton of time and energy. And I think it also helps prevent things from falling through the cracks. Right. And, And here's the thing. Please know that even if you set up the, you have the intentions of setting up the best systems, excuse me, you automate it. At the end of the day, you're still, even though you're using technology, at the end of the day, there's a human being that's still mm-hmm. behind it that still has to enter that information. And, you know, quality control. Sometimes you just have to take an extra five seconds and just double check to make sure the information was put in there correctly. You know, in my career and in my business, I can't tell you the number of times of a lot of times, you know, a lot of things are data entered wrong. And unfortunately, people are rushing because, you know, everybody's trying to do it on their thumbs. It, you know, everything is two seconds. And it's like, no, that's how. And again, that's how miscommunication happens, because, OK, you're typing, you're setting up the contract, you're setting up everything in the system. Then you, you may have it. All the systems. If one thing, if you have all the systems that, that speak to each other, that's fantastic. But if you've got, you know, Dubsable over here, and QuickBooks over here and something else and something else, and then and they don't speak or more importantly, you don't do a, a quality control check to make sure that your contract is set up correctly. And that's one thing. Your invoice is set up correctly. That's another thing. And it's 30 seconds. Sometimes it's a minute to just review all the all the content, make sure, OK, this is what I want. to. I want this to be invoiced on this set up this way. I've got my name, my business name, the address, uh, the phone, the email, the tax ID. If you're doing electronic funds transfer, you know, the banking information, all the things that you have, everything ready to go and that you've double checked it. Because the worst thing is that let's say you unfortunately you make a, a data entry error, then you're you're upset because you didn't get paid. But, you know, you didn't double check to make sure that what you sent out was correct. It's that part. Mm-hmm. It's that part. Yeah, absolutely. There's always got to be a checks and balances, right? Absolutely. All the time. Yeah. So tell me a little bit more about the gratitude and how that has played an impact in your life and the success of your business. Sure thing. Well, here's the thing. It's kind of funny. People ask me that question all the time, Robin, and I love it because it's this. When we were kids, there were two things you learned, your mother, your father, your mother or your father or your grandparents, whoever raised you, usually they talk to these two things. What do you say? Please. And Thank you. Thank you. Mm-hmm. It was that simple. And then when you said it, you got stuff. <laughs> now, I fast forward to when I when I shared my story, I said that my three keys are problem solving, customer service, gratitude. Is that in the word, in the in the in, in God's word, he talks about be grateful. He says, say thank you. And I learned, I've learned over time that saying thank you, okay, I'll give you a perfect example. Collecting the kind of money I've collected over in my career and for businesses. I've learned this. Thank you. Why? As a matter of fact, when we started this show, the first thing I said was, hey, Robin, thank you so much for having me as being a guest on your show. Why? Because first of all, I appreciate the fact that that you've allowed me to be a guest on your show to talk to your listeners. That's an act of gratitude. That right there. Number two, in my business, when I have to get on the phone or speak to my clients or work on behalf of my clients to collect lots of money or a dollar, it doesn't matter. The person who takes my phone call, who helps me resolve the issue, whether it's a data entry issue, they changed emails, like the case of the company, the story I, I shared earlier, this per, this company changed billing systems and my former employer didn't know that. But I thank the person for letting me know that, number one, and number two, for sending me a copy of the email so I could take it to my former employer and say, here, here's part of why we haven't collected this much money is because they changed billing systems. And the fact that we were able to do course correction and get those invoices reformatted and resubmitted, $2 million got collected. So gratitude for me is the ability to recognize that you don't get to any level of any kind of success on your own. People always help you along the way. And when you recognize 
that when you stop and say thank you, when you appreciate people, when you recognize that, wow, I would have never solved this problem if I hadn't talked to you, if I had not you know, done a Zoom call or whatever. The gratitude is I recognize that, number one, I didn't get this problem solved by myself. Number two, it's what I call, I call it the secret sauce. It's the thing that most people don't expect. And because I've done it so much, I have emails, especially in accounts payable and accounts receivable, because that, that's my lane. I've had people say, D, no one ever comes back and says thank you to us. I'm just like, well, I'm going to change that. I, that's one of my things is that if you help me solve a problem, which means my clients get paid, oh, I'm coming back and saying thank you. Most definitely. I'm either going to call you or I'm going to send you a note. But I want you to know that I appreciate you because I've been in the trenches. I think part of why this is so personal to me is because I have been an accounts payable clerk. I've been accounts an accounts receivable clerk. I've been a data entry clerk. I've been you know, the person just trying to figure things out as, you know, beginning as an entrepreneur. And and every time somebody helped me or would listen to my story and go, oh, hey, you just need to tweak to change this. Hey, thanks. Because if I hadn't talked to you, I wouldn't have gotten that piece of information that helped me make that adjustment so I could go, oh, oh, I can now do this. Yeah. To me, it's, I don't want to say it's rocket science, but I think it's more of, it's a great way to to change how you do business. And here's another thing about gratitude, Robin. We just went through the holiday season. I'm sure you probably have clients that sent you holiday cards. Thank you, Robin, for being a customer of blah, 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 blah. We so appreciate your, your service, your business, blah, blah, blah. We hope, wish you, you know, happy holiday seasons and a great 2022. They express gratitude to you for being their customer. Why? Because they know you had a choice of where you would spend your dollars. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Happens absolutely. I mean, I'm a huge, and the listeners know, like I've done solo, just episodes on gratitude. So I can link those in the show notes. But I think when you exhibit gratitude towards other people, especially, and of course to God, I think more flows through you, more comes to you, more flow, more positive energy is, is flowing between all sources and it just makes the world a better place. I, in the reality is, and you said this is that we we can't do it alone and we're not meant to do it alone. Right. Absolutely. Any other last minute before we close out the interview hints, tips that you want to leave the listeners with? I want the listeners to know this. First of all, congratulations on on deciding to launch your business and serve others. Also know this, you're going to run you're going to run into challenges, you're going to run into run into some obstacles. You can't get frustrated or quit just because it gets hard. You have to be able to, I mean as people of faith, one, you know, if if God gave you that idea, that means he expect he he expects you to execute it. And he knows you're going to run into, run into issues. So being able to spend your, your quality time with him and get your cup of tea, your cup of coffee and, and get quiet and get your notes so you can know how to work that day. Number two, have fun. Have some fun with this. Ha- definitely have some fun with this. I mean, I tell you, I, I love what I do because, number one, I get to bring my faith into it. But more importantly, I get to make sure that business owners, small ones in particular, have an ally that if they, when their when their payments are hung up and they're like, D, I don't know what to do, they now can talk to me and we're like, okay, let's get on the phone, let's let's solve this, and then they get to stay in business. Also, I think for me the, the other driving factor was watching COVID hit and watching the number of small businesses. And then when it for me personally, Robin, when Broadway shut down, and I thought about all the theaters that had small business owners and entrepreneurs and solopreneurs that were ready to go sell their chapsies and other things, I thought, man. That was a lot of people that were impacted by this. And this is something that's not talked about a whole lot. And so mm-hmm. I want you to know that this matters, but also make sure you have fun, 
you know, go serve. I also, also tell you this. If you don't have a coach, you need a coach. <laughs> See <laughs> that, coach. listeners? <laughs> you need a coach. <laughs> you need a coach. Absolutely. I say that because- all the time, too. You need someone in your back pocket to guide you, but also to hold you accountable. And that accountability component is so critical because how many times do we get stuck in that state of fear and procrastination and we don't take the action that we need to take and then we don't grow, we don't move forward. And I would imagine that a lot of people are afraid to contact people and say, Hey, you owe me money. It's time to pay up. Like, I think that would be very intimidating. So, um, it it, it definitely, it definitely is. And, and I think, you know, that's why I wrote the book because I wrote the book from somebody who has been in the trenches, who's had to develop the muscle, the skill set to be able to have the conversation learn how to do the problem solving, learn how to do the customer service, learn how to do, build a relationship, learn how to do gratitude, as opposed to what people think about business to business collections where people are aggressive and they're it's harsh and it's mean. It's like, no, it doesn't have to be like that. Are there people that do that? Absolutely. And there's those kind of people across all industries. I'm on a mission to change how it's seen. And I want to teach people that you can do this respectfully. Now, mm-hmm. this is getting heated sometimes. I mean, that's life. I mean, but but the most important part is that if you look at this as, okay, you've provided your product or service in good faith, you had a contract, you have all the things, and you're entitled to get paid. I want to teach you how to successfully collect your cash, make sure that the money is in the bank, and then then you can go, you can take your, your successes and go serve others. That's why we're here. That's the goal. Yeah. Absolutely. And really quickly, I just want to emphasize, you know, I mentioned in the intro that we did the, I did the episode and interview with Judy Weber, and we talked about money mindset and the fact that it is okay to make money. The more money we make, the more we can serve other people, the more we can tithe. And I love what you said before the show. And I just want to point this out. You said, Abraham had money. He was rich. His money was in cattle and all these things, but every example leader that did something great in the Bible, you know, I mean, in the new Testament, you have the disciples and I think they pretty much vowed poverty, but they started with money and then they left their businesses. They left their security to follow Jesus. But I think that so many of the leaders in the Bible were people that had money. They were Kings and Queens. And Mm -hmm. so, you know, when we look back and, and I can link back to the episode that I did on Proverbs 31 woman and Mm -hmm. the fact that she was an entrepreneur. The -hmm. fact is that if you have a gift and you are serving other people, it's completely okay for you to be paid for the, for that gift and for the service you're providing and the time that you're dedicating to serving other people. And just like that, it's the same. If someone owes you money, it's okay to want to collect that money. Absolutely. Just do it, do it <laughs> from a good place and do it from a place of gratitude because the more kindness that we put out, the more people are going to respond positively, not negatively. So exactly. we're going to have exceptions, but overall. So, okay, Dee, where can the listeners find your book? I will definitely put that in the show notes. And then how can they connect with you and learn more about what you're doing? I know we're connected on LinkedIn and I always love the content that you put out there, but tell the listeners um, how they can reach you, connect with you and all that good stuff. All right. Well, first of all, thanks for having me again for the opportunity to be on the show. So to your listening audience, if you're looking for Collect the Cash, you can get a signed copy from me at this address, www.collectthecash.biz forward slash book. That's www.collectthecash.biz forward slash book. Of course, the book is available on Amazon and all the things. But here's here's the thing. I personally, as Robin can attest, I personally sign every single book 
and I send you a personal bookmark. That's my way of expressing gratitude because you could choose to spend your money anywhere. I want the listeners to know that when you get the book from me personally, I actually sign it, I send it to you, and I include a personal bookmark. That's important, number one. Number two, as Robin mentioned, I'm on LinkedIn, so I'm on I'm LinkedIn uh, devoted. And then there's Facebook, there's me, devoted. Instagram is actually at dcollects. So Instagram is the only one that's a little different. But, uh, Instagram is at dcollects. And then again, the book, so one more time for the book, www.collectthecash.com dot biz forward slash book that's www.collectthecash.biz forward slash book that's awesome and i'll have that in the show notes listeners so you can easily just click that and head on over to d site directly and get that book from her and i've read it it's great she actually gifted the book to me and it's awesome great tips in there and the energy in the book is the same as the energy that you've represented today. So you, you just bring so much energy and light to the world. So thank you for that D and thank you for being here. Thank you. It's been my pleasure. Yeah. Listeners, if you enjoyed this episode and stayed till the end, I am so incredibly grateful that you did. And I would love it if you would share the episode with anyone, you know, who is a business owner, maybe struggling financially and intimidated to actually collect the cash that they are missing out on currently. And then also leave a rating and review. That is how more listeners will find the show and discover D and all of the other amazing guests we have. So thanks listeners for being here and we will see you next time. Friends, did you know that I have a resource page on my website with free eBooks to help you navigate anxiety or to build a successful business? Just go to www.therobingraham.com forward slash resources and download your free eBooks today. And that's a wrap friends. If you enjoyed this episode and found the information helpful, please take a moment to subscribe and leave a rating and review. Ratings and reviews are how we grow and more people find the show. It would mean the world to me. And let's connect. You can find me on Instagram, Clubhouse, Facebook, and LinkedIn as The Robin Graham. Have questions about building a personal brand and business for success? Book a free mentorship call with me at www.therobingraham.com. Until next time, remember to smile.